In this episode, we are debunking some of the biggest myths about intuition. This is Heather Wood and Jamie Hayhurst, and this is the Intuitive Girl's Guide. Jamie, we're back and it's 2021 and it's season two of the Intuitive Girl's Guide. Yay, season two. So excited. And we have like a new way of recording here. Where hopefully we can talk at the same time because we're both chatty people. Yeah, um, we're improving over here. We're trying. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's 2021, Jay, and um, shit's still on fire. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, the cal- changing of the calendar did not actually make things magically improve, it seems. You know, there's there's still some pretty ridiculous stuff going on in the world. Uh, we still got work to do, and we need intuition, like actual intuition, real intuition, more than ever. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think that's um, been evidence with what happened at the Capitol building and the things that are happening with the Electoral College and all the chaos we're seeing and feeling. Yeah, but we need. Whether or not you consider yourself like a woohoo kind of person, um, you need intuition right now. That's what we all need. So I thought we do, I thought we do a little bit of intuition myth debunking because I get really frustrated by a lot of the um, I'm not frustrated by the myths that they're that they're wrong ones out there. I get frustrated that they aren't being fixed or that like people are still kind of like bringing them to the forefront, even people in the intuitive world. So um, I want to address that. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's really actually really important right now. I think like you said, we need <clears throat> intuition more than ever, but to actually get that to help us, we have to start to um, figure out what that really means and what it really looks like. Exactly. So before I start with my kind of long list of uh, myths, (laughs) um, I want to ask you, Jay, what is your like the the myth that you are bothered by the most about intuition? So I have two. Okay, give them both. I'm ready. Okay, the first one that comes to mind is what is like my own personal irritant. Um, the second one is more what I think is like more of an actual societal problem. Um, <clears throat> the first one I, and it was like, it was my Achilles heel for so long dealing with my own intuition, which was that the way I expected intuition to work for me was what I had learned through movies and pop culture. And so I expected intuition to be, literally seeing dead people or these big moments, these big dramatic cinematic moments. Um, And so when my intuition was coming into my system and into my life, I didn't realize that's what it was because it was so natural to my system. Yes. And Jay, it's like we know each other or something because my number one, and I put two stars next to it, um, is meet the media's portrayal of intuitives. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's such it's such a trick. It's so like it it, it makes real intuition feel anticlimactic when it's really super magical and powerful. Yes, I agree. Um, 
and I want to get to your number two, but I want to talk about this yeah. one first, if that's okay. Absolutely. So I'm going to, I'm going to start with the TV intuitives. Um, Cause they create, there's two archetypes of intuitives that I feel like are on TV and that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right. Um, the first one is actually incredibly offensive to um, like Roman culture. And it's a word that it's portrayed based on a word. I'm going to use the word. I don't use it anymore, but I'm going to use it just to explain it here. But it's a very derogatory term and it's the term gypsy. Oh, right. Um, so there's this like showing of um, this person with like, you know, the head wrap that they have on and they're dressed in this very um, stereotypical, terrible way. That's very yeah, like- yeah, like the grifter that is is moving about society. Yep. Um, and they are fortune telling mm-hmm. and they're usually like like gazing into a crystal ball or um they're doing something where it seems like they have this like weird kind of scary magic going on mm-hmm. that they're picking up information. Right. Um doesn't happen. That way, I've never seen it happen that way for anybody, and I know a lot of intuitive people. And um, also, a very offensive <laughs> to like to actually a bunch of different cultures that word and all of that. But especially to like like back in in pagan times, the Roman um, pagans were mostly called gypsies, right? Um, and that was the, they had to flee and hide their whole way of, of being because patriarchal religion was coming in. So that first archetype, I feel like I don't see it. I don't see a TV show without that. <laughs> right. Well, I think what the, I think what the undercut of that is that there's always the cut scene after their intuition where the person leaves and it's like, they take the money and run. It's like a hustle or a scam. So you're, there's this like subliminal, like, idea that you get that intuition is a scam. Yes, exactly. Though I was, I think that that archetype includes the people who are scammers. And I would even add in like, I loved the TV show, the mentalist. I don't know if you watched that at all. Um, but he was portrayed as somebody who grew up in like a circus family and learned to to trick people saying he was a quote unquote psychic. But what he was really doing was using mentalist tricks and they played with that a lot and they played with the idea that maybe he was and stuff, but they very much pushed forward the idea that this is something just done to trick people out of money. Gotcha. Right. So you see this everywhere, even if it's not in that, exact archetype of the again sorry to use the word gypsy but like that you see it as like this this trickster like trying to pull the wool over your eyes and and scamming people out of money um so you see that and then you see the people who had 400 near-death experiences and like the ghosts are all around them in their room talking to them Mm -hmm. and there, I don't know. They drive their car for them or something. There's like a ghost Uber driver. I don't know. Like, they, like as if the ability to communicate with the other side and any other intuitive gift is something that happens with like your outer senses. It's like super obvious. Like a dove floats down from the sky with a message. Like, not how it happens. Right. We've talked about the sixth sense before. Like, super cool, creepy movie, but not at all possible. <laughs> no, it's not at all realistic and. And so you get confused about what to expect. 
Yeah. And I think why it bugs me so much is, is like what you were saying before in that, like it makes people who are intuitive think that they're not doing it right or that they're not actually intuitive because it's not happening like that. So it's super, super frustrating that like we really only get these two views because it really makes people think that they're not intuitive when they really are. Right. Exactly. Super discouraging. Yeah, it's the worst. It's it was a real roadblock for me. I mean, yeah, literally a, a like an actual obstacle for me to overcome the way I perceived intuition. I don't think that you're alone in that. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think so. The roadblock for me, um, in a similar fashion, but kind of taking like a different road, was that it it was like oh, people see intuitive people as scam artists. So like I don't right. want people to know that I am an intuitive person or like how do I overly show that I'm not that. And, you know, people, there's this huge problem in the intuitive world and I won't go on this tangent. Maybe it's for like uh, another day, but any, any field where you're helping people, especially holistically, where people don't want to charge anybody money, they feel really uncomfortable with that element. I think there's a big influence from that, of that, like, this is a scam sort of, um, you know, thing pushed at us. Right. The minute you take money, it's a hustle. Yeah, exactly. Where, you know, true intuition, there's really not much fortune telling going on. There's really not much future prophesizing happening. That's not really ever what intuition was. That's just how it's wrongly portrayed. Exactly. Yeah. Um, All right. What's your number two, Jay? Oh, so um, if I can speak frankly here. um, (laughs) Of course. (laughs) I'm really... I mean, I think it's always been sort of because of who I am, like my own personal character, but certainly now in the time that we're living in, um, this like sort of love and light bullshit, like the the myth that like, if you're intuitive, then you have to be always positive and glowing and there should be a halo over your head and um, you should never think bad thoughts. Things like that, I think are really um, a big hinder to really dealing with your own emotions and your own intuitive abilities. Yes, absolutely. Guess what my number two was? What? That. <laughs> nice. We didn't even plan it. Nice. No, we didn't. We should, we should have, or I feel like, I feel like if we did, it wouldn't be as fun. So that's, there you go. We're always on the same page. Um, I, I really, 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 really get, really get angry. I was going to use a nicer word, but I don't feel like softening anything today. So I'm not going to, (laughs) I get really angry when that's pushed forward to people because there's almost like this guilt and shame given to people who are like in the intuitive world or, you know, trying to use self-help or self-development, any of that, if they think anything negative, as if that disrupts manifesting or, you know, takes you out, like you get like a tally against you. So you can't be in the intuitive club or something. I cannot think of something further from the truth. Intuition, intuition is your feelings. That's what they are. So like skipping negative ones or pretending that they're all quote unquote positive feelings. That's a whole bunch of bullshit right there. That's taking you away from your intuition. There is nothing wrong, negative, dark, or evil about feeling angry, about feeling sad, about being mad at the universe, swearing at the universe, being done, quitting everything. We all do that. That's healthy. 
it's okay. You don't want to stay there for too long only because it doesn't feel good, but you are not right. messing anything up. You're not creating negative energy by, by feeling how you feel. Right. Exactly. And if you are in this place of, I have to have the right thoughts. I have to think the right things. I have to only feel these certain quote unquote good emotions. You're now playing into perfectionism, which is literally ego. That's all ego. There's no intuition when you're trying to be perfect or you're being ruled by perfectionism. Um, so it begin, it begins to become this weird cycle of like, it's very counterintuitive to how you actually should be like tapping into your energy and your emotions. Yeah. Your, your emotions, all of them are worthy of your full consciousness. <laughs> like just yes. something happens and you feel angry. That does not by, by like acknowledging the feel like the feeling of anger by I don't know, like smashing a plate in the driveway, like by screaming into a pillow by, um, I don't know, yesterday I needed to exercise. I know you did too, like moving your body to like move it through your system. You, by doing that stuff, you are pulling yourself closer to what you want and how you want to feel. You are tapping into your intuition. You are coming into that space where magic happens women especially are told not to feel anything except like happy, especially in public. Right. I'm calling bullshit, baby. I'm calling it because angry women save the world all the goddamn time. So don't, don't let that be something that takes you off the path. Learn instead with grace and space and support, how to feel safe feeling your feelings that's going to increase your intuition tenfold. Pretending you don't feel negative, only hurting it. Right. And how are you ever going to empathize with anyone, a client, a, a friend, a family member? How are you going to help someone move through their own emotions if you don't know how emotions feel? Or if, or if, you, if you start to feel an emotion from someone else and it feels dangerous or scary. Yeah. That's not helpful. Exactly. Jay, how many times in the last two weeks have I texted or Marco Poloed or called or told you in person how annoyed I was with the universe for some lesson I was in that was bothering me? Oh, I mean, less than I have done the same to you, <laughs> but many times. <laughs> it's not about like being like, oh, here's my lesson. I'm totally happy with the fact that this stupid, annoying thing happened and I got to overcome it. Like, that's not how it's supposed to go. It's, it's, oh, this sucks. I'm going to work my way through it. But man, do I feel annoyed and angry and sad or whatever. That's all left. Right. And the more, right. And the more you, you avoid the, the yucky stuff, the more you sit in it because you're not, it's not moving through you. Like you said before, like it's, it's, it just becomes like a clog in the drain. Yeah. Intuition is, uh, or uses the force of desire, right? Desire has been sexualized and weaponized and all that by the patriarchy. I mean, I'll try, I'll try to reel myself in from this tangent. I can feel the pull. But what I'm, what I do want to point out is that it's been taken away and it's, it's been, again, sexualized in a way that like when you hear desire, people get like, 
like a little squeamish almost. Yeah. But your intuition uses the force of desire. And all that means is helping you go, how do I want to feel? How do I desire to feel? Where do I desire to be? What do I desire to do? What do I desire to give? What do I desire to take? And let that lead you where you need to go. And if you are pretending that you don't feel angry or that your desire isn't asking you to move through a negative emotion, you're not going to get there. That's ignoring your intuition. Exactly. Okay. This kind of leads me to my next one. I think that they're they're very connected to each other. And that is the idea that um, once you become intuitive and start like following an intuitive path and like doing work on yourself, that that means you'll have no problems in your life. And you, people get like really mad when they start having problems because they're like, I meditated for 45 minutes. I took an angel course and I spoke to the dead yesterday I went to the root cause of my problem that I had last week and I still am struggling in life. What the hell? This is another myth that bothers me. Yeah. It's like the most comical thing you've ever said. I, it's, <laughs> that's impossible. It's impossible. You're never, you're never going to not have problems. Don't you think though that people think they're doing it wrong? I don't even know what that means, exactly what like it is if they have a problem. Yes, and I think I think that's because people try to use either intuition or healing modalities as a way to micromanage their problems and their feelings. So when someone's saying like, I'm, I meditate, why is this still happening to me? It's because they went into the meditation schedule with it being sort of like this fix for something, which is not the point of meditation or anything like that. Like any, anytime you're using something like that to sort of push problems down in a way, it's not going to work. No, exactly. It's not. You are going to struggle in this life a lot, <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> like, there's no path without that, right? Right. But will you tell them about, tell them, tell everybody listening about um, your spiral staircase theory that I love? Yes, I will. I would love to talk to, to say that. So you're going to, you're going to struggle through life, whether you are, like digging your intuition, you're into that, you're leaning in, you're doing work on yourself or you're not, you're going to struggle because this life is not set up to be a smooth ride and self-worth is a made up concept. Maybe that should be another podcast episode, but it <laughs> it's not real and it doesn't make any sense. But we think that, you know, it, we put our self-worth into, well, if I do this well enough, if I do this spiritual intuitive thing well enough, then I won't have any problems because I'll be worthy of, of better. Um, and that's just not how it works. How it really works is um, the spiral staircase thing that you're mentioning, Jay, which is that you're going to have problems. In fact, you're going to watch the same issue come at you over and over again, even though you worked on it. And you're going to be going what the mother effing heck is going on that this thing's back you're it's it's your lesson you have a few of them i know you guys know what i'm talking about you're thinking of it right now that stupid lesson is hitting you in the face right it's going to keep coming back but the more work you do on yourself the more you lean into your intuition and you you sort of understand why um, not why it happened as if you like attracted it to yourself but like like what the lesson is in it and how you can 
how you can take the difficult thing and grow from it. You, you travel up the spiral staircase. So now when the issue comes back, you're in a different place, you're higher up and it's not affecting you on that base reactive survival level it did the first time. Now it's hitting you from a different perspective and you can work on it in a different way. So you will continue to have problems doing anything intuitive or spiritual is not going to get you out of them. It is though, (laughs) it is going to help and it is going to make it so you're not hitting the same problem at the same angle from the same place and, and feeling as triggered by it as you did when it first started coming around before you started doing that work. Does that make sense? Yes, a million percent. And I've lived this, you've walked me through this a million times. And it's so true because it is the same issue over and over again in different forms. But just having that awareness that it's sort of this thing that you're constantly working on and improving on changes your mindset about it, that it doesn't feel like you don't feel like a victim to it anymore. You feel like, oh, this is my thing. And look how much I have improved from the way I dealt with it a year ago or 10 years ago. Like, okay, it it, it, it makes you be able to um, address it from a state that you feel like way more powerful and more confident about it. Yes. Have you ever found like an old journal or even seen like an old social media post and like read it? I know cringy, right? But, and, but you sort of have this like wave hit you of like, I'm not there anymore. I'm not on that step of the staircase anymore. I'm so much further up the staircase that reading that I'm, I'm almost like, wow, I can't believe I ever sort of saw the world from that vantage point. That's crazy. Like that's the feeling you get when you really do the work and you allow yourself to feel how you feel, right? <laughs> yes. Sometimes I see those Facebook memories and I'm like, oh God, I should delete that. But then I'm like, no, that's who I was. Like, it's nothing terrible. It's just like, I can tell the way I was thinking and the energy of it. It was like super victim-y and like whatever it was, but it, it, you know, you look at it and you're like, oh, I don't do that anymore. And once you can get past your ego being like, oh God, that's embarrassing. Once you move beyond that, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't even have to post about that stuff anymore. That I process in my head. And I don't need to even put it on social media anymore. That in itself is a glory. Oh my gosh. Yes. Even, even doing like the work that I do going back and like watching an old video, I'm like, Ooh, Ooh, I feel like I have other things I'd like to add, or I'd like to shift the language there. You know, like it's, it's something that we all do. And as, as tough as it is, it's, such like a little mile marker to be like, look at how much I've grown. So I think, I think it's, it's like a blessing and a curse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So my next one has something to do with, um, or it's similar to something that you mentioned before, but I kind of want to go into it a little bit if that's okay. Um, and that's the idea that intuition feels magical. Hmm. Um, intuition this is going to really like bother some people. And I don't mean like they're going to disagree. Like I'm used to that, but they're going to feel like a little disappointed. Right. Exactly. Intuition is very ordinary because first of all, everybody is intuitive. There isn't somebody who's like, Oh, that person's intuitive. And that person's not intuitive. That's, that's not, that's not how the scale works. Everybody has an intuition and everybody has an ego. Like, 
how dialed in you are, like the natural abilities that you have of intuition. It's not based on like how special you are. Um, it's based on, (laughs) it's based on what your purpose in life is. So, um, as somebody who is a highly intuitive person, I am not more special, nor have I had more near death experiences than the average person. It's just that my purpose has to do with doing what we're doing right now, which is clarifying and explaining and teaching what intuition actually is. So I'm very intuitive for those reasons. Like it's not, I feel like a broken record, but it's not like a a measure of how special you are. It is just like what you're here to do. And it's not a competition. No. Which I think. That's the problem. I think what you see in that sort of like love and light thing, like on social media is like, we're all like, everyone's saying like, oh, I can help you heal this and I can do this for you. And I'll teach you that. But the underlying tone is look at how special I am. Look at how magical I am. Don't you want to be like me? That is ego, my friends. That is not intuition. You're using intuition as a facade for ego. Yes. Yes. Which that one is actually my next one. So let's talk about that for a minute. And then I want to circle back to the magic because (laughs) it's like, we know each other, Jay, and happen to talk about this. I'm I'm trampling all over your list. Sorry. I know. I, I, I told you to trample. I want you to trample. This is, this is what is intuition. This is what is intuition. This is what is interesting about intuition myths and and what was hard about making this list is that they bleed into each other so much. Like one myth is connected to this myth is connected to this one. So it's hard to make like a list for that reason. But the idea that people go out there and this might sound like maybe we're harping on this, but like we are witnessing this like personally right now so like bear with us the idea that like you're in competition with another intuitive person or that you are like feel a little off because like oh that person's more intuitive than me or you're trying to portray yourself in a way that's like miss intuition usa it gives me a bellyache jay because it is so far away from what intuition is there's no measure of it. it's kind of like when people measure intelligence and they're like that person's smarter than me I'm always like in what like <laughs> right like right exactly like in what in what department because that person over there might be smarter than me about that but I'm probably smarter than them about this so like therefore the idea of like who's the smartest kind of it's ridiculous the same with intuition you might be super intuitive about one thing and I might be super intuitive about another thing and there's really no competition here because we all, we all do different stuff and we all do it in different ways. It's unique to everybody. Right. It's I'm getting right. And you, you're processing processing intuition differently than I am. So like my, my, the way I process information is much more subtle than the way that you do. And it doesn't mean that you're cooler than I am or more magical than I am or more evolved or enlightened than I am. It's, it's, that's all bullshit. It's all a way to make people feel disconnected and to make them feel like 
they need to pay more money or work harder or subscribe to some mailing list. Yeah. Don't buy it. Agreed. I, I, I say to people quite often who are like, maybe we're doing a session and they're like sort of new to this world. They'll tell me something about their intuition and I'll be like, Oh, that's amazing. Like I, I, my, I don't know how to do that. I, my, I don't pick up that kind of stuff. That's fascinating. And they act really surprised. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, And I'm like, no, no, my intuition doesn't do everything. In fact, my intuition does like a couple of things incredibly well. And the rest is just swimming around trying to figure it out like everybody else. Right. Exactly. And that's, like you said, that's because it serves your purpose. Exactly. And it's, it's ego is fear. Intuition is desire. So if you're going out there trying to make other people feel smaller than you intuitively, you are not using your intuition. You are using your ego, which not, not a good place to be. No. Yucky. So let's talk about the magical part, because I would actually like to describe just a little bit what intuition feels like for me. And then Jay, maybe you could say a little bit about what it feels like to you because people seem very surprised at how subtle intuition actually is. So I thought maybe if we kind of explained it, that might help some people. Does that sound okay? Yep. Mm -hmm. I don't ever feel um, like my intuition interrupts my regularly scheduled program unless there's like a crazy weird occurrence. Does that make sense? Exactly. I walk around the world. It exists. It's happening. I am, I don't get like overpowered by intuitive information coming in. And that's not because I'm like super good at anything or not good at anything. It's because intuition is this very, very subtle thing. And the more that you use it, the more you tune in and out and, you know, pay attention or not pay attention to what's going on. Does that make sense? Yep. I feel like it's almost like a TV or like a bunch of TVs with all different channels playing or like a radio station, like the, the, let's use the radio station for an example. I can pick up different frequencies of radio stations that maybe other people aren't picking up just walking around. I happen to be able to sense those radio stations. It doesn't feel special though, because I have always been able to sense those radio stations. That's just what it feels like to walk around to me. So what I feel like I do is, is if I'm doing something where I'm working with someone or someone's asking me a question or something's kind of caught my attention on one of the stations, I just kind of pull my focus to that station I, I lean into that and I pick up the information. It's subtle. There's no, not much is happening with my outer senses. It's, there's no like, you know, I don't go into a different trance state. There's nothing fancy. It's so basic right. and so subtle and boring. It's just part of what I do. And it's what a part of what everybody does. So when people are learning how to use their intuition, a lot of times they're kind of disappointed because they're like, oh, it's it's just this thing I have been always doing. <laughs> I'm just learning right. to pay attention to it. That's kind of all it is. Right. That's why it feels anticlimactic because you feel like it's supposed to be this big like lightning moment. And you're like, oh, I've always done this. But you had your hopes set on developing this like this superpower. And then you realize like, you know, it was always in you. Like as cool as that is, 
when you've been taught that it's supposed to be something on a movie that it feels a little like let down sometimes. Yeah. I got to tell you very rarely have I seen dead people just walking around out of my regular eyes. <laughs> right. Right. I will maybe feel an energy go by. Um, but I would still have to tune into that to to get any information. It's not like, you know, I, I'm talking to you, Jay, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I just for I just got distracted by this conversation with, you know, your dead grandma. Like that, that doesn't happen. That's not. But that's sort of how it's shown on TV. Right. So people, again, right. it's going to be magical. I would I would advise you if you haven't listened to our episode on the Claire's to go back and to listen to that because if you can figure out which two are like your main clairs, the main way that you take in intuitive information, it's going to really help you to understand the subtle way that you pick up this stuff. Yep. Yeah. That is a super helpful set of episodes. Um, would you add anything to how intuition feels? Like how, how basic it is? <laughs> mine's even more, way more subtle than that. Um, I, well, I, speaking of Claire's, I mostly use Claire cognizance, Mm -hmm. um, Claire audience. And so those are, I think very subtle. Well, sometimes Claire audience isn't, but, um, they're just very subtle. Like Claire cognizance is just knowing something. So a lot of times, especially before I started doing this work on myself, I was just using it and not even knowing it until after, like making um, sort of judgment calls about things or like reading people. I don't mean like, I don't mean doing like a psychic reading. I mean, like, is this person nice? Is this person safe? Like those types of readings. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Right. I was doing those using my claircognizance and not, and not knowing it until I started to learn about the different Claire's and stuff. And I was always the person that I still am the type of person that, um, you know, if someone was coming into like a friend group or, um, into some sort of scenario and I would always say like, Oh no, Oh no, not, we need to watch out for that person. Like something is happening and everyone would be like, Oh, Jamie, be nice. Like, Oh, I was never mean about it. I was just saying, you know, and they'd be like, no, 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 they seem really nice. They seem fine. And then a couple weeks later, a couple months later, it's like, Oh, Jamie, you're always right about this stuff. And I didn't know everyone. I thought I had a good gut instinct or I thought I had like good, um, like character judgment, but really that's Claire cognizance. My energy system was like, Mm-mm, nope. And I could sense that without knowing it. I can vouch for how good you are at that. In fact, I run most everybody I ever meet through the Jamie Hayhurst filter of energy to see. <laughs> and I, I trust it. I, I 100% trust it because you, you are good at that. And this, I think that kind of goes back to the portrayal in the media of intuitives where they're really only portrayed as clairvoyant or clairaudient. They're not portrayed as anything else. So claircognizance is a very popular Claire. It's my number two Claire or number one. I go back and forth, which one is first and second. I'm not sure it matters. Um, right. But like you don't see people on TV or in a movie or even in a book going like, oh, I just suddenly know something. And if they do, it's not really marked as like intuition. It's just sort of like 
no. human thing. Um, but claircognizance is a, is a really big one. And it's a really difficult one to, um, to sort of explain to people when you're getting that information. Right. I mean, how many times can you just say like, oh, I just know, or I just, I just know it. I mean, mm-hmm. certain people will trust you, like you trust me about it. But if I say that to just anybody, it doesn't, it, I don't really have any evidence to support it. You're just going to have to wait and see, but I'm going to be, I'm going to be using that information um, when I'm dealing with people. And doesn't that make so much sense for your purpose in life that that would be a very heightened element of your intuition to like read that in people? Exactly. And so that's why it it helps to figure out what your clairs are and then to work on what your purpose is, because then you can start to hone the way you are taking energy in. Yes. We'll be right back after this short break. Um, The next one I have is that intuition is just all forms of it are just always on. (laughs) So, yeah, um, for most people and I'm going to speak to myself here, but I know this is true for most people. For most people, your intuition has to be triggered by something. So if you understand your purpose, this will help you understand your trigger because there are so many times where somebody's asking me something intuitive and it, it's not like immediately flowing in. So I have to go like, how do I sort of take this information and trigger my intuition with it? And I'll explain that in a minute. But do you know what I mean by that? Like it doesn't you don't just walk around all the time and just boom, intuitive information flows in at you when somebody says something. Do you know what I mean by that? Right. I mean, I think we sort of think that there are supposed to be these like spidey senses tingling or like, like you're walking through like waves of ghosts or something like (laughs) you have like, like anything in your system, you, you, you pay attention to it when you need it. Yes. And that might happen, but you probably need to do something else. Once you feel the tingly ghost mist route through to, to get, to get information. Right. So for me, when somebody has a problem, when somebody's like, I am stuck, I, I, this is the problem that I have, whether they want intuitive information from me or not, that triggers intuitive information. As soon as something is presented to me, as a problem, it is triggered. But when somebody is asking me for intuitive information and they don't present it as a problem, I reword mm. it to myself as a problem so that I will more easily get the intuitive information about it. So I don't have to work so hard. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's super interesting. So if you understand the thing that triggers your intuition because you understand your purpose, like I know what my purpose is, it's it's to help. I'm a problem solver, like 100% that's who I am. So if you if you get that and you know like okay, these kinds of things, there I have more, I won't bore you with listing them, but like I know if somebody said to me like, "Hey, can you pick up any information about um my kid?" I would have to go probably ask them a little bit more information, but I would probably word it to myself as this person's problem is that they don't have enough intuitive information about what's going on with their kid. Like I will literally reword it in my head so that it triggers the information that I know that they actually want. Does that make sense? Right. Because words are energy. Words are energy. Thoughts are energy. Intuition is energy. So if you can sort of code them to the way your system uses energy, then it, it is easier. Absolutely. You know, I love to use words when it comes to intuition. I love code words. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I come up with a code word when I download something intuitive about somebody else. And if they say the code word, then you get the information. Cause you know, you can't just walk around telling people everything you pick up. They might not be ready, whatever. That's a whole, other, right. that's a whole other thing. But, um, it is, it is really helpful to understand that. And if somebody asks you something or you're trying to tune in and you're not getting information, it's not because your intuition doesn't work or there's something wrong with you. It's just not triggering for some reason. And that could be because you're not using the things that naturally trigger it. It could be because for some reason your own frequency is super low because you're tired or upset or whatever or sick. Um, or it could just be that like something happened and activated your ego, which will sometimes shut down your intuition or protect you from that. So it's, it's just about like understanding yourself more than anything, I think. Right. I agree with that. And I think that if, if people are looking for, um, sort of like a muggly version of that, um, I remember it still happens to me, um, when sometimes when you start to work on your intuition and understanding it, you'll get like the phone call, like you'll think of someone and then they'll call or you'll hear a song. And and, the, and then, so, but what happens is if you feel like you're getting an intuitive hit, like if you're thinking about someone or you're thinking about some project or something like that, and you're like, why am I thinking about that? It might not come in. You might not know why. So you then have to be like, okay, so I'm just, I'm thinking about Susie and like, it doesn't, I mean, probably I would have been like, is Susie in danger? (laughs) Do I need, do I need to check on her? But it's not that it's that you need that for some reason, your intuition is connecting with their intuition or to the the energy of of that. I'm sorry, your energies are connecting. Mm -hmm. And so you then have to figure out how your intuition works And then you're going to start realizing why you're picking up on stuff ahead of time. Yep. Absolutely. If you can lean into that, that exact thing that you're talking about. And and it's not so much about like, why am I thinking of Susie? It's more of like, what, what intuitive sort of connection just happened between Susie and I that I can start to lean into because Nine times out of 10, when you're, you're sort of just open about it, it will come to you. But if you're like trying to like solve it, like, you know, Sherlock Holmes it, then you're going to kind of block it. So it is just about like allowing that to happen. Right. Or maybe Susie calls you 10 minutes later and there was no like life shattering thing. You were just connecting to her energy or she was connecting to yours. Right. And so, but just being aware of that is it's great. Exactly. 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 Um, okay. So my next one is, this is, this is something that people say to me a lot, and this is not shade to people because I totally get why people make this mistake all the time. So I want to bring it up to help people. Um, they'll say, how do I know if my intuition is right or wrong? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, Cause you know what I'm going to say? Yeah. Yeah. Right and wrong does not apply to intuition. That only applies to ego, my friends. So intuition doesn't have a right or a wrong. Um, Intuition doesn't have a good or an evil. Intuition doesn't have any of that stuff. That's why when when people are talking about negative emotions and feelings, it doesn't really make any sense because those rules, quote unquote, don't apply to intuition. 
but you've also had that whole problem of like scam artists and hustles. And so it's like you start to then, because society judges intuition, you're then judging yourself. Yes. It's like a vicious circle cycle. It stinks. Here's what you can do though. Your intuition cannot be wrong. There's no way that it can be wrong. There's that concept doesn't even apply to intuition. So if you pick up something intuitively and you're like, huh, interesting. Maybe you picked up, this happens to me. Oh, I got this message. And you like tell it to somebody and then nothing ever happens with it. And you're going like, huh, that didn't happen or nothing came of that message. Like weird. My intuition must've been wrong. Nope. It was not wrong. Especially if it has to do with future stuff, because the future is shifty. (laughs) Like it moves around, like just by telling somebody something, you alter it. Like there was, you may have not interpreted it exactly the way that the other person needed it interpreted to totally figure out what you were saying, but you weren't wrong. You picked that up for a reason. Right. You know, does that make sense? Right. Yes, it does. It's a hard, that's a hard pill to swallow though. When you're taught like that you live in a culture of perfectionism and like being right and wrong all the time. Yeah. Intuition isn't about standing up in front of people and proving to them that you have picked up something intuitive and you are magical. That's some made for TV bullshit. That's not what intuition is. Intuition is using information or energy or whatever that you pick up and using it to maybe help somebody, maybe help yourself, maybe shift direction, maybe gain clarity. It isn't, it shouldn't, I think. This is maybe just my opinion, but it should not be all about you as the intuitive going, look at me. It should be about, look what I can, or it should be like, let me help give something to you. Yeah. yeah. You're, any, any intuition is just an interpretation of energy. So you're basically just being sort of like a conduit or a channel for information. It's not a, it's not a spelling test. (laughs) Um, And you know what? Intuition is already amazing. Like when I'm doing a session with somebody, one of the first things I do is detect their comfort level because I'm super empathic. I'm always tuned into how everybody's feeling. Right. I look at their comfort level with intuition with some people I will use language like, all right, I'm picking up or I just got, or this word came to me. What does it mean to you? Like, I'll use more language like that with some people because I'm interpreting that that's what they need to take in the information I'm getting. But with most people, Jay, I'm not saying any of that. I'm just going, what does this mean? What happened at this age? What does, what does this have to do with what you're talking about? I'm not trying to go da, 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 look at my trick. The opposite. I'm trying to go, let's shine this on you. You're the one who's amazing. I just have some, like a a channel I can tune in to help you that you can't hear. You know what I mean? Like that's the difference, I think, between I don't know what. (laughs) Well, I'm going to say something that is going to be sort of like a Debbie Downer thing, but sorry, not really sorry about it. But like, um, Um, you can do all the like parlor tricks that you want about like, oh, you know, your grandmother was born in April and this and this. I'm not taking away from that and sometimes, but you're not growing or changing yeah. by doing that. 
You know what I mean? Like the real growth is when you say something, Heather, like, well, what does that trigger in you? Like, how do you feel about that? What happens if X, Y, or Z Mm -hmm. happens? Then you're growing, then you're changing, then you're evolving, and then you're like living a better life. 100%. And I'll I'll say that the, the tiny exception I'll make here is that I think people who do mediumship work, sometimes they do it in a little bit of a showy way to help people know that like, this is real and to help them connect. And like, I think that that is when done well, helpful. You know what I mean? So I think that I don't want, I don't want to sound like I'm bashing that because I'm, I'm not, I think that's fun. No, agreed. A medium has to do that so that you can make the connection with your past love, loved one. But like, if you're working on like your own life stuff and, and someone's trying to prove to you, like a healer is trying to, not a medium, but a healer is trying to prove to you something it's about them. It's not about you. Exactly. And to that same point, Jay, if the, the healer slash intuitive slash whatever is doing the work for you, also mm-hmm. not really a good place to be. Red flag. No, short, that, that, that offers short term yes. help. Yeah. Yes. Right. Like say, say, say in Reiki, if I, um, if I clear all your chakras, rebalance all the energy in your system, that helps you mm-hmm. in the short term. But unless you realize you can revisit the Reiki <laughs> episode if you'd like, but unless you figure out why your chakras are blocked or, um, or like out of balance, then they're going to get out of balance again. So like you have, and to that's the, the difference between a really fantastic practitioner healer and someone who is just trying to get you hooked and take your money is that they will say, this is what I got. This is what was blocked. They will give you that information. They'll probably give you a little time to talk about something if you want to, you know, they'll, they'll create a little space for you to then take their information in the healing and clearing and all of that, that they did for you and then move forward with it. If that's happening, keep going to that person. That's an excellent person. But if you're just like, I don't know, clicking something and putting in your, your, in your birth date or something. And they're like, Hey, we've healed your ancestral traumas from, you know, 1652. That'll be $30. That gives me a bit of a stomach ache, Jay, because like, what did you do? And how can I use that? And you should be somewhat an active part of that healing or else you're just going to replace it with right. something. Does that make sense? Right. Like what does that mean for me? How's that playing out in my life? How do I keep, how do I continue to heal this? Like you have yeah. to do and that, more. That's, that's, I didn't write this one down, but that's a good one. Like intuition is not like a one way street. Like you don't go to an intuitive or a healer for them to just do the work. You have to be showing up and doing the work too. And that's true for everything. Like I know even with like some of the most fantastic mediums I've ever seen, they will tell you the people who are like just sitting there going, nope, and not giving any information and being like, you know, closed down Sally, Karen or whatever. um, They're not going to get a very great experience because they're not open and a part of it. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, the, the next one that I want to talk about is um, that empathy, which is a big part of intuition, right, equals weakness. Mm. 
Yes. Well, <laughs> right. <laughs> Empathy is not weakness. Empathy is something that the more empathic you are, the stronger of a human you are, because it is incredibly difficult and it takes an enormous amount of strength to feel other people's stuff, to put yourself in other people's shoes all the time. And I know this because I am frequently exhausted by it. <laughs> exactly. Same. So I'm thinking I. that also that you have to be, you know, like, Oh, I'm, I'm super empathic. So that means I always have to be nice and I always have to do the, you know, love and life peace fingers to everybody. Like, no, you can give the middle finger as well. You do not have to take any shit from anybody. You can stand up for what you believe in. You can show up angry if you want. You can be, you can even be an angry woman in public if you want to and still be an empathic intuitive. Can you believe that, Jay? Gasp. I can't believe it. Of course, but society and the patriarchy don't want you to be in touch with your own emotions, never mind someone else's. That's way too dangerous in this exactly, society. Exactly. Okay. I have two more for you. And then I want to see if you have anything else to add. Okay. okay. Um, intuition is not telling people what to do. It's actually listening and clarifying stuff that most people already know. <laughs> yes. No, you don't. Don't let anyone no, tell you what ever, to do. ever. No. Yeah. Intuition no, no. is not you know, you shouldn't go to somebody and say like, um, can you tell me what I need to do about, you know, X? And they just say, yep, do this. And they never ask you any questions. How does that feel? What's going on? You know, the biggest part of my job is to listen to what people say and how they feel and to listen for the clues kind of that come from what they're saying that they're not fully registering. And then using those clues to point out to people what they're missing. Very rarely do I say something to someone that they don't already kind of know. Right. So, exactly. all right. I got one more. Are you ready? I think that you're going to have a few things to say about this one. I'm teeing one, one up like, for you. <laughs> you know, I love to do that. <clears throat> okay. Um, intuition is not a trait that is more found in women than it is in men. Ooh. Intuition has actually nothing to do with gender. It has to do with feminine and masculine energy, which is different than gender, which is different than the sex that you are born slash become. These are all different things. Here's the confusion. And then I'm going to hand the ball to you, Jay. Okay. I can feel that mm -hmm. you have things to say and I'm very excited. Okay. Intuition is a form of feminine energy, but don't hear that and think that if you're a man, that makes you less manly or that you can't access it or that, you know, I've heard women say like, oh, I'm not super girly. So maybe I don't have intuition as enough. Those are gender stereotypes that have nothing to do with anything. All humans have masculine and feminine energy. Intuition happens to fall into the feminine category of feminine energy, but it is not exclusive to females who wear white flowing dresses and flower headbands. Okay. Jay, I know you got something to say. Go ahead. Well, I just feel like, <laughs> you know, you're in trouble. <laughs> but, 
I mean, we we touched upon this in the um, the patriarchy real talk episode about how maybe we even need to stop saying like masculine and feminine because not because they're inaccurate, but because this society and and the patriarchy has so like drastic drastically skewed how we see gender um, and the gender constructs that we have in the world. Um, that come from most like modern religions are so violently toxic. It's really coming out that like that gender constructs are mm-hmm. very toxic. Um, and I'm sure I'm sure there, there are a lot of you listening to me say that right now. And you're thinking, why can't a man just be a man and a girl be a girl? And what's the big what's the big deal? Well, the problem is that that's not how a lot of people and what does feel? Even mean? We've all it been, doesn't even make sense. It doesn't mean anything. But so, so intuition, like you were saying, I, I will not go off on a tangent. Um, but intuition is feminine energy. But really, what it is is just like intuition is flow, and everyone has that. Like men have that, women have that, non-binary people have that. People of all genders have ego and intuition in their systems. And so there, it is not, it is a fallacy that only women are intuitive or it's like the rare dude that's, that's intuitive. It's that women, you know, sort of the upside of women being sort of um, Mm -hmm. subjugated by their Mm -hmm. emotionality is that it's allowed us to claim intuition more safely than men. Men, it's not safe for men. to say like I'm intuitive, yeah. so so it's 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 just a, it's a part of this like the construct of this society that only it, more women feel safe saying it, but it's not that they're better and it's, at it's it. It's even not safe for men to develop the connection to emotions that would help them feel more intuitive or be more in tune with their own intuition. Even that's not safe because of these gender, I don't know, rules that people create aren't real. Um, So it it really does. It really is harmful. So I'm just putting out there, like, I think if you, if you catch yourself saying that, or you hear somebody say that, like, correct it, like, take that away, because that myth is is really, it, it really is, like you said, toxic to people for a lot of reasons. So we need to stop that piece. Yeah, I think it's almost sort of like someone being like, oh, he's such a good dad. Oh, he takes care of his kids. Like, no, no, no. men know how to do that. And they're really good at it. I I have a husband who's incredibly intuitive and like emotional and wonderful. And he doesn't he doesn't fit into any. I mean, you might see him and you might think certain things about him being a firefighter or whatever. You know what I mean? But people are more than their gender and they're more than their jobs and they're more than what society. Absolutely. I have, I have a husband that doesn't fit into that normal stereotype either. Very intuitive. He's, I can hear him playing with the kids now. I'm pretty sure they're riding scooters in the house, which I don't love, but they're having a fun time. (laughs) He's, He's very good at, at all things emotional and he's very intuitive. And so, yeah, we need to stop that. We need to stop drawing those lines in the sand because 
they were never there. And, you know, in our next episode, we're going to talk about kind of like history and timeline stuff. But I got to tell you, going back, there wasn't a thing where it was like, oh, it's a man. He's not intuitive. Let's call the women. Like, that's not what was going on. Were there certain roles that maybe more women played and, and, and than men? Yeah, but men were still playing very intuitive roles. That, that, that's just a, a misunderstanding of history, in my opinion. Agreed. 100%. 100%. All right. Well, that's all the myths I have. Do you have anything else that you can think of that you want to add? I'm like rereading. I feel like I could talk about this for 800 hours, but. I was going to say, I think I've ranted (laughs) enough for this episode. Um, But no, I think we hit all of them. Like you said, they all sort of blur and blend into each other. Um, But yeah, I think we. I'd like to to propose. I'm going to lump you into this, Jay, but I feel like you'll be okay with it. Um, if you have questions about intuition or if something's a myth or not, or like, you're not sure, like ask us, it's very easy to find us on social media. Um, you can send us an email, you can go through the podcast and send like the webpage, um, intuitive, uh, embodylove.me slash intuitive girls. And ask us, we are happy to answer. We would love to. Right. And tell your friends, if you have friends who are like sort of weird, if you're the intuitive friend in the group and your friends think that you're the weirdo because they don't, they're not like that, let, have them listen to this and realize that we're all Yeah, and, and just join our group of weirdos. Because then you know, I always think of that line from The Craft where she's like, we are the weirdos, mister. Like, here we are. Come ask us <laughs> exactly. questions. Exactly. We are accessible weirdos. <laughs> We are. Come find the weirdos. Thanks for doing these myths with me, Jay. I hope we debunked some for people. I think we did. Talk to you soon. Bye. All right. See ya. Hey, thanks for listening to our episode. For show notes and a place to send feedback, please visit our website, embodylove.me slash intuitivegirls. Again, that's embodylove.me slash intuitivegirls.